happy day Rosa Garcia with Why Jesus I am hoping that you are having a fabulous day that you are able to feel that there is a great God who loves you despite what trials you may be going through and what you may be facing God is there and he is ready to show his love to you and your family and loved ones. We just need to do our best to get close to him so we can feel of that love. So I'm hoping that we will all together as we go through this um, section today that we will be able to feel his love and know that he has always thought about all his children and more specifically that he thought about the people that would live in the last days and that is us and so today's message is particularly fabulous uh, because I feel that it truly shows us the love he has for us because he prepared um, sacred scripture that would help us in these last days so everyone welcome if you haven't been with us before we're happy that you are with us um, just going to tell you we are going through a manual called um, come follow me and you are able to find this particular workbook and if you walk into a desert book store uh, you can just ask for the come follow me manual and um, if you prefer to do something online you can download the app for the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints and um, go to library then to come follow me then individuals and families uh, we are particularly working on the Book of Mormon this year. And then you will find the section that we are working on. And that section is November 2nd through 8th. Um, and it's titled, I Speak Unto You As If You Were Present. And if you don't want to download the app, you can go to the LDS.org website. Uh, do a search for Come Follow Me or go through the library as I outlined before. Um, Come Follow Me manual, individuals and families. Uh, the November 2nd through 8th section. And so today, that section covers chapters called Mormon, chapter 7 through 9th. And it's titled, I Speak Unto You As If You Were Present. The other sub or topics in this particular lesson are as follows. I must believe in Jesus Christ and lay hold upon his gospel. The Book of Mormon is of great worth. The Book of Mormon was written for our day. And the last section, it's kind of a... A reflection of what are the consequences 
for not believing in Jesus Christ and um, the importance of believing in God, of a God of revelation and miracles. And then um, it focuses on the section where Moroni is talking to us because God literally showed him our day and what who the people that were going to benefit from this book would be and he is telling us about what God showed him back then when he was on the earth so um let's get started I'm excited to share some of my favorite scriptures with you today um, once again I'm just going to read the majority of the time so that you guys can feel the power of the scriptures rather than me doing a poor job of summarizing something so important. So um, it says, Mormon and Moroni knew what it felt like to be alone in a wicked world. For Moroni, the loneliness must have been especially severe after his father died in battle and the Nephites were destroyed. I even remain alone, he wrote. I have not friends, nor whither to go. Things may have seemed hopeless, but Moroni found hope in his testimony of the Savior and his knowledge that his eternal purposes of the Lord shall roll on. And Moroni knew that a key role in those eternal purposes would be played by the Book of Mormon. The record he was now diligently completing, the record that would one day shine forth out of darkness and bring many people to the knowledge of Christ. Moroni's faith in these promises made it possible for him to declare to the future readers of this book, I speak unto you as if you are, were present, and I know that ye shall have my words. Now we do have his words and the lord's work is rolling forth in part because mormon and moroni stayed true to their mission even when they were alone so if you guys recall the last podcast um was titled i would that i could persuade all to repent and on that particular chapter we talked about um, the um, difference between godly sorrow and worldly sorrow and how godly sorrow leads to true and lasting change um, and then uh, worldly sorrow uh, basically uh, just leads us to curse God and blame him for everything that is happening instead of um, understanding we need to make better choices and have the responsibility to make those choices. And so it also talked about uh, being able to live righteously despite the wickedness around me. And so, as you can see, the topic right now, or the paragraph I just read, talked about how Mormon and Moroni were 
literally the last descendants of the Nephite nation in this country or this land, uh, North American continent, uh, that were believers of Jesus Christ. They had once been a great nation that believed in the Lord, followed the commandments, um, and when they did that, they prosper in the land and they were a fabulous, marvelous civilization. Um, and then, you know, as the Lord said, when you do what I say, um, you have a promise. When you do not what I say, you have no promise. So basically, they dwindled in unbelief and they were destroyed, completely wiped out. And Mormon and Moroni were the last prophets on this land, preparing the record from their people in this land um, that would teach a future generations um, who God and Jesus Christ are and their dealings with their people. And hopefully that we could learn from the good things people did at one point and then what not to do based on the bad things that they did. And so we are literally living the same thing that the Nephite nation lived a long time ago. And so this book is particularly helpful to me because it's literally like your daily newspaper. <laughs> I mean, the headlines that you see posted on social media could be the very headlines that you are going to read in Book of Mormon uh, for the people that lived here previously. And so God wanted this to come forth. And today we're going to talk about why and why it's particularly important to us. So I'm going to go into the section called I Must Believe in Jesus Christ and Lay Hold Upon His Gospel um, and talk about the Book of Mormon is of great worth. And so in those sections, um, I am going to read some scriptures that are particularly meaningful to me. Um, and so, Mormon and Moroni, father and son. Um, Mormon was a prophet, but also a leader of the Nephite armies. And at one point, he refused to lead them because they were so wicked. And their purposes for um, going into battle, battle were no longer uh, what they used to be. And so he, he kind of refused to lead them. And then when he saw them dying left and right, he decided to help them again. And um, so a Mormon pretty much died giving his... Uh, every breath to help save the Nephite nation and um, he perished in battle and Moroni was his younger child and um, the one that was 
put in charge of keeping the Nephite records. And so this young man was just surviving and hiding and trying to keep this record um, safe from the Lamanites and so that we can have it in these last days. And so this is what he says here. <clears throat> and my father also was killed by them, and I even remain alone to write the sad tale of the destruction of my people. But behold, they are gone, and I fulfill the commandment of my father, and whether they will slay me, I know not. Behold, my father hath made this record, and he hath written the intent thereof. And behold, I would write it also, if I had room upon the plates, but I have not, and or I have none, for I am alone. My father had been slain in battle, and all my kinsfolk, and I have no, not friends, nor whither to go, and how long the Lord will suffer that I may live, I know not. Can you even imagine the weight of that responsibility of being the last survivor of a nation, knowing his father, the prophet, and also um, a leader was gone. His true source of strength um, was gone, but there was a greater source of strength that held him to continue and that was his belief in Christ and so I why did he do that why would anyone being the last survivor think of a future people that he had no clue whether they were going to be grateful or ungrateful for the sacrifice that he and his father uh, made and so, um, this is why he did that. He summarizes it in this. For the eternal purposes of the Lord shall roll on until all his promises shall be fulfilled. So, he saved those writings because he knew there was a great purpose from God to fulfill all the promises to all the children or all of the people in the world. And so I love that, that the purposes of God shall roll on whether we like it or not. Um, if we don't participate in those purposes, he'll find someone that will. But nothing will stop the work of the Lord. And so, um, I mean, people can try and stop that. Satan and his minions can try to stop that. But the previous scripture tells you it's going to roll on until they all be fulfilled. And I find great comfort in that. Um so the section of I must believe in Jesus Christ and lay hold upon his gospel 
covers a whole chapter of Mormon 7 and is particularly fabulous. I, I hope that many of you will find um, interest in reading it yourself. It's just too long. I can't do that all in one podcast. But as of next week, I will be breaking it down day by day rather than just once a week or twice a week. Um, and so Moroni knew that somebody else would then be assisting God in his purposes, somebody in the future. And so this is what he says of him. And blessed be he that shall bring this thing to light, for it shall be brought out of darkness unto light according to the word of God. Yea, it shall be brought out of the earth, and it shall shine forth out of darkness, and come unto the knowledge of the people, and it shall be done by the power of God. So he is projecting somebody to help the Lord bring this about again at a future time. And so, and it says here, and behold, these things which we have desired concerning our brethren, yea, even their restoration to the knowledge of Christ are according to the prayers of all the saints who have dwelt in the land. This is for you and I. It is God's desire that people today know that about Christ and that Christ has restored everything for us to have it in the last days. And I it humbles me to know that the people in this part of the world prayed for us in these last days. It says here, uh, yea, even their restoration to the knowledge of Christ are according to the prayers of all the saints who have dwelt in the land. Many generations back, the people that lived here prayed for us to accept Jesus Christ. And so that touches me to know that a people who had no clue who we would be would find it so important that they would pray for us in these last days. I am sorry, I've... When you read those scriptures, it really makes you feel the love of God. And I'm so grateful to have them because there are days 
like those days of Moroni and Mormon when they felt all alone with so much wickedness around them that I'm sure that some days they felt hopeless. And yet, the only thing that sustained them was the love of their God towards them. And so it is for us. And that is why they are trying to talk to us about their God, Jesus Christ, our God, the God of miracles, the God of love. And so in this section it says, the Book of Mormon is of great worth. And whew, it says here, um, President Russell M. Nelson asked, if you were offered diamonds or rubies or the Book of Mormon, which would you choose? Honestly, which is of greater worth to you? Well, I'm here to tell you that at our current state of affairs in this land, money really is not worth a whole lot. In fact, they're trying to get rid of money, right? Um, but we're seeing that for those that have a lot of money, they're not being able to spend the money as they want because they can't travel. They can't do the things that they were used to being able to do with money because we're, you know, being locked down and being told um, when we can go out, when not, how many people we should mingle with or not. So money is becoming less and less worth it, um, or at least of less worth than we thought it to be before. And all the money in the world right now could not buy you the wisdom, the knowledge, the strength, the hope on how to deal with these times. So honestly, and for me particularly, Nothing in this world is worth but the Word of God, the Book of Mormon, the Bible. Because in it, we will find knowledge, strength, and hope to deal with these times. So honestly, for me, the Book of Mormon is of great worth especially because it's walking me day by day on how I should live and the decisions I need to make for my little family. Yes, money for the people that don't have it is important because, you know, we still have food to put on the table, bills to pay, and I do realize it is a struggle. It really is. But, you know, when we do our part in staying close to God and Jesus Christ, they will help us solve those problems. And I'm here to tell you, I'm right there with you. I do see his hand helping me 
through others around me that have more and are willing to help. So those people to me are doing the same kind of job that Mormon and Moroni did in saving those scriptures because they are helping us survive. Yet the most important possession we can have in these last days will be the word of God. And so I am going to read some parts from this section that are so important, at least to me. Um, in the previous chapter, Mormon, the prophet and leader of the Nephite armies, called on his people that he was taking to battle uh, and told them this, Therefore repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus and lay hold upon the gospel of Christ, which shall be set for before you, not only in this record, but also in the record which shall come unto the Gentiles from the Jews, which record shall come from the Gentiles unto you. For behold, this is written for the intent that ye may believe, that if ye believe that ye will believe this also, and if ye believe this, ye will know concerning your fathers and also the marvelous works which were wrought by the power of God among them. And ye will also know that ye are a remnant of the seed of Jacob. Therefore, ye are numbered among the people of the first covenant. And if it so be that ye believe in Christ and are baptized first with water, then with fire and with the Holy Ghost, following the example of our Savior, according to that which he hath commanded us, it shall be well with you in the day of judgment. Amen. So Mormon is basically telling us to come unto God and unto Christ by repenting of those things that we do wrong daily and being baptized and in the name of Jesus and laying hold upon the gospel of Christ. And he is talking about the two records here. He's saying the the book of uh, of the Gentiles that comes from the Jews is the Bible, and and this record here is the Book of Mormon, and they both testify of Jesus Christ and His gospel. And basically, he's saying if you believe in the Bible, you will believe in the Book of Mormon. They are one in one purpose. The only difference is that they talk about different people, the different people in the old world and the people in the new world. And the people in the new world left in several groups from the old world and came into this continent and here they built a great civilization but the thing they had in common was they knew God, they knew Jesus Christ, but they have dwindled in unbelief and wickedness to the point where they didn't think that they ever believed in Christ and God, but they did at one point. So this book is of great worth because it tells us of how they were once the blessed people 
and then how they fell away in unbelief. And so um, it says here, consider why the record is so valuable in your day. And so um, very important. I'm just going to read this little portion here. Um, it says here, And it came to pass that I beheld the remnant of the seed of my brother, and also the book of the Lamb of God, which had proceeded forth from the mouth of the Jew, that it came forth from the Gentiles unto the remnant of the seed of my brother, and and after it had come forth unto them, I beheld other books, which came forth by the power of the Lamb from the Gentiles unto them, unto the convincing of the Gentiles and the remnant of the seed of my brethren, and also the Jews, who were scattered upon all the face of the earth, that the records of the prophets and of the twelve apostles of the Lamb are true. And the angel spake unto me, saying, These last records which thou hast seen among the Gentiles shall establish the truth of the first, which are of the twelve apostles of the Lamb, and shall make known the plain and precious things which have been taken away from them, and shall make known to all kindreds, tongues, and people that the Lamb of God is the Son of the Eternal Father and the Savior of the world, and that all men must come unto him or they cannot be saved. And this they must come according to the words which shall be established by the mouth of the Lamb. And the words of the Lamb shall be made known in the records of thy seed, as well as in the records of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. Wherefore they both shall be established in one, for there is one God and one shepherd over all the earth. So there you have it, friends. Those that believe in the Bible will surely believe in the Book of Mormon because they talk about Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. And those people have a message for us, the people that lived in this part of the world. Um, and so let's get on to that message here. Let's see here. Um one more scriptures here this talks about the person in these last days who would bring this book out of darkness into the light and we know that person was a young man named joseph smith um and this is they prophesied about him way back then and it says here, But a seer I will raise up out of the fruit of thy loins, and unto him will I give power to bring forth my word unto the seed of thy loins, and not to bring forth my word only, saith the Lord, but to the convincing them of my word, which shall have already gone forth among them. Wherefore the fruit of thy loins shall write, and the fruit of thy loins of Judah shall write. And that which shall be written by the fruit of thy loins, and also that which shall be written by the fruit of the loins of Judah, shall grow together unto the confounding of false doctrines and laying down of contentions. 
and establishing peace among the fruit of thy loins, and bringing them to the knowledge of their fathers in the latter days, and also to the knowledge of my covenant, saith the Lord. So, it's here to end all contentions and disputations about the gospel of Christ. Um, because it will be clear. It will make those things in the Bible that are no longer clear more clear when we read the Book of Mormon and vice versa. The two will support each other. And so I am grateful to have this sacred record to share with you. Um, so the Book of Mormon was written for our day. Um, last week I put a post on my Facebook that talked about how this book was like a newspaper in our daily lives as we go forth in these last days. And it truly is. And so uh, the topic here, the Book of Mormon was written for our day, is so true. It says, Jesus Christ showed Moroni what would be happening when the Book of Mormon came forth. And what Moroni saw led him to give bold warnings for our day. It says here, as you read in these particular chapters, ponder whether there are any signs of these attitudes and actions in your life. What could you do differently? Um, and so I am going to read that to you. And so this is... Moroni talking, and he says, Behold, the Lord hath shown unto me great and marvelous things concerning that which must shortly come at that day when these things shall come forth among you. Behold, I speak unto you as if you were present, and yet ye are not. But behold, Jesus Christ hath shown you unto me, and I know your doing. Wow. That is powerful. Uh, we are going to read a little bit about what he says he saw for the last days. And so, um, in this section here are the warnings for our last days. And so, uh, here we go. This is the part that I was so particularly interested in sharing with you. And it says, And no one need say they shall not come, for they shall surely come. For the Lord hath spoken it. For out of the earth shall they come by the hand of the Lord, and none can stay it. And it shall come in a day when it shall be say, said that miracles are done away. And it shall come even as if one should speak from the dead. And it shall come in a day when the blood of the saints shall cry unto the Lord because of secret combinations and the works of darkness. Yea, it shall come in a day when the power of God shall be denied and churches become defiled and be lifted up in the pride of their hearts. Yea, even in a day when the leaders of the churches and teachers shall rise in the pride of their hearts, even to the envying of them who belong to their churches. Yea, it shall come in a day when there shall be heard of fires, 
and tempest and vapors of smoke in foreign lands. And there shall also be heard of wars, rumors of wars, and earthquakes in diverse places. Yet it shall come in a day when there shall be great pollutions upon the face of the earth. There shall be murders and robbings and lyings and deceivings and whoredoms and all manner of abominations when there shall be many who will say, Do this or do that, and in it mattereth not, for the Lord will uphold such at the last day. But woe unto such, for they are in the gall of bitterness and in the bonds of iniquity. Yea, it shall come in a day when there shall be churches built up, up that shall say, Come unto me, and for your money you shall be forgiven of your sins. O ye wicked and perverse and stiff-necked people, why have you built up churches unto yourselves to get gain? Why have ye transfigured the holy word of God that ye might bring damnation upon your souls? Behold, look ye unto the revelations of God. For behold, the time cometh at that day when all these things must be fulfilled. Behold, the Lord hath shown unto me great and marvelous things concerning that which must shortly come at that day when these things shall come forth among you. Behold, I speak unto you as if you were present, and yet ye are not. But behold, Jesus Christ hath shown you unto me, and I know your doing. And I know that ye do walk in the pride of your hearts, and there are none save a few only who do not lift themselves up in their pride of their hearts unto the wearing of very fine apparel, unto envying and strifes and malice and persecutions and all manner of iniquities. And your churches, yea, every, even every one have become polluted because of the pride of your hearts. For behold, ye do love money and your substance and your fine apparel and the adorning of your churches more than ye love the poor and the needy, the sick and the afflicted. O ye pollutions, ye hypocrites, ye teachers who sell yourselves for that which will canker, why have ye polluted the holy church of God? Why are ye ashamed to take upon you the name of Christ? Why do you not think that greater is the value of an endless happiness than that misery which never dies because of the praise of the world? Why do, you, do ye adorn yourselves with that which hath no life, and yet suffer the hungry and the needy and the naked and the sick and the afflicted to pass by you, and notice them not? Yea, why do ye build up your secret abominations to get gain, and cause that widows should mourn before the Lord, and also orphans to mourn before the Lord, and also the blood of their fathers and their husbands to cry unto the Lord from the ground for vengeance upon your heads? Behold, the sword of vengeance hangeth over you, and the time soon cometh that he avengeth the blood of the saints upon you, for he will not 
suffer their cries any longer. Ouch. This is horrific. That he is talking to a nation that would be so full of wickedness. And yes, sadly, we are in that state. Truly, we are. I mean, this could not be any more relevant. I mean, we have leaders that are seeking gain and power over the suffering of the people that are being, that have lost businesses and are in the midst of lockdowns and have no way of earning money right now because of the fear uh, that's being projected to all the people they have the power to this is Rosso Garcia with White Jesus we were just sharply cut off by an alarm on my phone so I apologize for that um, I'm still on the November 2nd through 8th uh, covering uh, what is titled, I Speak Unto You As If You Were Present. And I was talking about how the Book of Mormon couldn't be more relevant in our day. And I was talking about how there are people, leaders, uh, that are seeking for power and gain in everything that they do, and they will not pass uh, relief for the masses that have been affected by business losses and um, losing their jobs um, due to the projected fear that they put on the country and the lockdowns. Um, they have the power to help financially and yet they will not do it because their purpose is to get gain and they are just like the verses we just read in the Book of Mormon um, they don't care about the widow and the orphan and the people suffering all they care about is their gain and power and um, and we have seen how our own churches and the leaders of our churches have gone silent instead of fighting with us to still be able to assemble in our churches and, and still be able to um, find ways to, to worship God. Um, we are competing in trying to do those things versus people keeping bars open. Uh, and keeping abortion clinics open, those seem to be more important to the leaders than to have people exercise their freedom of religion and um, their worshiping rights. And so you can see that exactly what we read in the Book of Mormon is happening today. And so those were powerful warnings from Moroni and telling us that he had seen our day and the most important thing that 
hit to the core is that he has seen the pride in our hearts um, and tearing people down instead of building each other up. And um, that is probably the most disheartening thing here um, is that he's basically slapping us with the truth of what we're seeing in our current day and telling us this book is here to help you through these times so that you can hopefully do something different than you are currently doing. And so it has helped me, to be quite honest, um, and it has stopped me at pointing the finger to other people that um, may be upholding uh, some of these leaders that should not be leading us um, because we're all human, you know, uh, we make mistakes. But reading in the Book of Mormon and doing the Come Follow Me manual has truly helped me stay away from being judgmental and um, understanding that people have the right to believe on whatever leader they want to believe in, um, that people have the right to not want God in their lives, etc. And as disheartening as that may be, they will be held accountable for that. We will all be held accountable for the choices and decisions we make. And hopefully, if we stay close to God and Jesus Christ, hopefully we will be making better choices that will give us hope, strength, courage through these difficult times. And so I wanted to continue finishing that section in the Book of Mormon that I was at um, by saying that probably one of the saddest things that I've been able to witness in this difficult time is that um, those of our uh, religious leaders uh, who we look up to um, for strength and courage, um, some of them have gone completely silent. They're no longer leading their congregations through these hard times. And the question is, why? Why aren't they doing that? Some are, but a lot of them are not. And some of these congregations feel deserted, um, don't know what to think of their silence. And I, I'm telling you, it's fear. I'm sure it's fear from the repercussions of the, you know, the world and, and how they will be um, not get donations or not get help or assistance from the government if they go against whatever it is that they're trying to, to do. And so this is exactly what Moroni was warning us against. Some of these churches and leaders that are have set themselves up for gain uh, rather than to truly help the people. And that just breaks my heart. So truly, the only thing that we can build between God and ourselves is our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and in God the Father and 
we can worship them from the closet in our homes if need be. Um, we don't necessarily have to be at a church like we have been before, although it is great to feel the power of those people that believe as we do and to um, hear words of encouragement as we read scriptures together. But if we cannot, because of our leaders of the world are trying to shut us down, then we can do it in our homes by ourselves with our little families and still continue to get through these tough times. And so I am, I hope that you feel that when I'm sharing this with you, that I'm sharing it to share things that are helping me that can help you. Um, the only thing I have worth of and the worth most than anything else is my faith in my Savior and the gospel. I have nothing else to offer you. Money, um, wisdom, I, I don't. I'm just like you. And so these powerful words from a prophet of old who saw our last days and these warnings he just gave us are so important to help us make decisions um, in this time. And so I'm going to read um, the other part that says, ponder whether there are any signs of these attitudes and actions in your life. What could you do differently? So I am going to read that section right now. And it was prophesied that in the last days, the knowledge of Jesus Christ and the desire to learn of Jesus Christ would be almost non-existent. And yes, I agree. We are in that state where we deny there is a God, where we deny the power of Christ. But you know what? They're making their presence known. They're coming out of the darkness into the light. And especially in these trials, sometimes more people will try and find that. And God is bringing it forth out of darkness. And this is, once again, what Moroni was telling us. He says, and now I speak also concerning those who do not believe in Christ. Behold, will ye believe in the day of your visitation? Behold, when the Lord shall come, yea, even that great day when the earth shall be rolled together as a scroll, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat, yea, in that day when ye shall be brought to stand before the Lamb of God, then will ye say that there is no God? Then will ye no longer deny the Christ, or can ye behold the Lamb of God? Do ye suppose that ye shall dwell with him under a consciousness of your guilt? Do ye suppose that ye could be happy to dwell with that holy being when your souls are racked with a consciousness of guilt that ye have ever abused his laws? 
Behold, I say unto you that ye would be more miserable to dwell with a holy and just God under a consciousness of your filthiness before him than ye would to dwell with the damned souls in hell. For behold, when ye shall be brought to see your nakedness before God and also the glory of God and the holiness of Jesus Christ, it will kindle a flame of unquenchable fire upon you. O then ye unbelieving, turn ye unto the Lord. Cry mightily unto the Father in the name of Jesus, that perhaps ye may be found spotless, pure, fair, and white, having been cleansed by the blood of the Lamb of that great and la at that great and last day. And again, I speak unto you who deny the revelations of God and say that they are done away, that there is no revelations, nor prophecies, nor gifts, nor healing, nor speaking with tongues and with the interpretation of tongues. Behold, I say unto you, he that denieth these things knoweth not the gospel of Christ, yea, he has not read the scriptures. If so, he does not understand them. For do we not read that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever? And in him there is no variableness, neither shadow of changing. And now if ye have imagined up unto yourselves a God who doth vary, in whom where there is a shadow of changing, then have ye imagined up unto yourselves a God who is not a God of miracles. But behold, I will show unto you a God of miracles, even the God of Abraham, and the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And is it, it is that same God who created the heavens and the earth, and all things that are in them are. Behold, he created Adam, by, and by Adam came the fall of man, and because of the fall of man came Jesus Christ even the Father and the Son, and because of Jesus Christ came the redemption of man, and because of the redemption of man which came by Jesus Christ, they are brought back into the presence of the Lord, yea, this is wherein all men are redeemed because of the death of Christ bringeth to pass the resurrection, which bringeth to pass the redemption from the endless sleep, from which sleep all men shall be awakened by the power of God, when the trump shall sound, and they shall come forth small and great, and all shall stand before his bar, being redeemed and loosed from the eternal band of death, which death is temporal death. And then cometh the judgment of the Holy One upon them, and then cometh the time that he that is filthy shall be filthy still, and he that is righteous shall be righteous still, and he that is happy shall be happy still, and he that is unhappy shall be unhappy still. And now, O all ye that have imagined up unto yourselves a God who can do no miracles, I would ask of you, have all these things passed of which I have spoken? Have the, has the end come yet? Behold, I say unto you, Nay, and God has not ceased to be God, a God of miracles. 
Behold, are not these things that God hath wrought marvelous in our eyes? Yea, and who can comprehend the marvelous works of God? Who shall say that it was not a miracle that by his word the heaven and the earth should be, and by the power of his word man was created out of dust of the earth, and by the power of his word have miracles been wrought? And who shall say that Jesus Christ did not do many mighty miracles? And there were many mighty miracles wrought by the hands of apostles. And if there were miracles wrought, then why has God ceased to be a God of miracles, and yet be an unchangeable being? And behold, I say unto you, he changeth not. If so, he would cease to be God. And he ceaseth not to be God, and is a God of miracles. And the reason why ye, why he ceaseth to do miracles among children of men is because they dwindle in unbelief and depart from the right way and know not the God in whom they should trust. Behold, I say unto you that whoso believeth in Christ, doubting nothing, whatsoever he shall ask the Father in the name of Christ, it shall be granted him. And this promise is unto all, even unto the ends of the earth. For behold, thus saith Jesus Christ, the Son of God, unto his disciples, who shall tarry, yea, and also to all his disciples in the in the hearing of the multitude, go ye unto all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature. And he that believeth in and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name, shall they cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. And whosoever shall believe in my name, doubting nothing, unto him will I confirm all my words, even unto the ends of the earth. And now, behold, who can stand against the works of the Lord? Who can deny his saints? Who will raise up against the almighty power of the Lord? Who will despise the works of the Lord? Who will despise the children of Christ? Behold, all ye who are despisers of the works of the Lord, for ye shall wonder and perish. O then, despise not and wonder not, but hearken unto the words of the Lord, and ask the Father in the name of Jesus, for what things soever ye shall stand in need. Doubt not, but be believing, and begin as in times of old, and come unto the Lord with all your heart, and work out your own salvation with fear and trembling before him. Be wise in the days of your probation. Strip yourselves of all uncleanliness. Ask not that ye may consume it in your lusts, but ask with a firmness unshaken that ye will yield to no temptation, but that ye will serve the true and living God. See that ye are not baptized unworthily. See that ye partake not of, of, of the sacrament of Christ unworthily. But see that ye do all things in worthiness and do it in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. And if ye do this and endure to the end, ye will in no wise be cast out. Behold, I speak unto you as though I spake from the dead. For I know that ye shall have my words. Wow. 
This is a powerful chapter in the Book of Mormon and the words spoken by Moroni, the last Nephite, calling us to come unto Christ and more specifically calling those that do not believe in Christ, that persecute those that believe in Christ, calling them out to repent and saying, the day is coming when you see God and Christ before you as a resurrected being and ye shall no longer be able to deny them, what will ye do then? Well, we don't want to be in that state. We want to be believing before that happens. We want to be able to welcome them. And so I could not tell you in any other words that the warnings from Moroni and the warnings to those that don't believe or, or those of us that lack some faith, he's asking us to strengthen ourselves so that we can stand the last days. He's asking us to believe that he will help us and give us what we need in these times. And I believe and I know that that will happen. So I am going to end this section um, by, we've already read these verses here. It says, the consequences of not believing in Christ and the importance of believing in God and revelation. So, um, I just read to you that part that says, and I speak also concerning those who do not believe in Christ and how horrible that day will be if we find ourselves not believing in Christ when they come. And then the importance of believing in Christ and God and our God of miracles um, was what I just read that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and in him there is no variableness, neither shadow of changing. Meaning, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. What he did in the past, he has done throughout time. He will continue to do today, but it really depends on our own faith in them. And so, Moroni's counsel to us... Um, is that what Moroni said, Behold, I say unto you that whosoever believeth in Christ, doubting nothing whatsoever, he shall ask the Father in the name of Christ, it shall be granted unto him. And this promise is unto all, even unto the ends of the earth. For behold, thus saith Jesus Christ, the Son of God, unto his disciples who should tarry, yea, and also unto all his disciples in the in the hearing of the multitude, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. So I am hoping that what I have read is of worth to you, that Jesus is beckoning us, is calling us to come unto him so that we can handle what is coming up ahead in this wicked world 
so that we understand our priorities in helping our families and loved ones. Um, I am hoping that you are able to see the light and the sunshine in your life despite what you see, that you feel that in your heart as you feel God's love. And there is no better way for me to feel of God's love than reading the scriptures. This book was saved for these last days because God loves us. He wants us to know what to do in these trialsome times. And I feel that love and power as I read in them. And I hope that I am passing something that is worth something to you. You have a great day. God loves you. Talk to you next time. Rosal Garcia with Why Jesus.